Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for, for a spell. spell. Hello! Hello! Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm James. I'm Jess, and, and uh, here we are. We're back, part two again, <laughs> right back at you. Yeah, it's fun. We're we haven't done this, and well, since last week we haven't done this in a few months, so we're still getting our feet wet. That's totally forgot how to do it, <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Uh, yeah, and then plus like. It's the end of the school year, like babies, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. parties, like things mm-hmm. are life is like happening again. <laughs> I know it's a I'm lot to handle. To it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, we're our whole friends group is, and um, our whole friends group and everyone's immediate family of that friends group is all vaxxed. So everyone's yeah. like super comfortable doing stuff again and. We've been really excited about it, so we've been interacting and seeing people and going places, and it's exhausting. Yeah, we are one of our best friends. Um, half of our friend group is pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, sorry if you heard giggling in the background. That's my baby. He's thirteen, but he's giggling watching <laughs> cat videos on YouTube. Um. What was I saying? Oh, yes. One of our friends is about to have her baby, her first baby. So we just had, like, a regular-ass baby shower with, like, no masks and people, like, Mm -hmm. people who don't live in our house. And it was really, really nice. It was very strange at first, but it was really nice. And I'm seeing people, like, bars are opening and restaurants are opening. And, like, Jess went to Disneyland. And I'm going to Disneyland this week. And... I did. I it's, did go I'm to just, it's, I don't know. It's a little overwhelming how quickly everything is opening up. And I know yes. we're safe. I trust the vaccines. So I'm trying to be, uh, <laughs> I don't know, not crazy anxious about it, but you mm-hmm. know, and like, I have to stop myself from being like, when I see things on Instagram, for instance, people's stories, people going out to drinks or to the bar or drag shows or comedy shows or whatever my before my instinct was like like in a pandemic really but now i'm like okay (laughs) people are vaxxed the cdc says you hope they're vaxxed right well the people my friends on my instagram i would say like 90 percent of them are vaxxed you know i saw a tiktok where they were the individual was mad because they were like, well, now that everyone doesn't have to wear masks anymore and you assume that if you're not wearing a mask now that you're vaccinated, it's just giving all of mm-hmm. the anti-vaxxers like a free pass, basically. Like, congratulations, you waited it out this long, now you don't have to wear a mask and everyone's going to think that you're vaccinated yeah. even though you're not. They're like, so you should actually just... Well, I think those people were just... I think those people weren't wearing masks the whole time anyway, so... They weren't, but now we can't tell the difference, which is rude. It is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, I'm, 
Yeah, I, I, that's the part I was worried about before. I was like, well, who's going to be able to tell? People are going to lie. Blah, 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 blah. They're only a danger to each other. And we just, we can only do what we can do. Like, we can't control other people. Yeah, so, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just going to live my life and I don't know. Just still be careful. I mean, California, we're still, mask mandates are until the middle of June. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of a buffer for us, which I think is nice. Yeah. My son that's is vaccinated. That's what I liked about. Halfway, yeah. So that's nice. He'll be vaccinated nice. soon. A week from when you are listening to this, you will have a second dose. Woohoo. That's a huge, huge relief. So then we can go mm-hmm. more places. And last summer was so sad. <laughs> It was so sad. I think people so are boring. just like, yeah, people are just like clawing at whatever they can to have some fun, which I don't blame anybody. So. No, no, no. I don't know if I'll be like in a club or a bar anytime soon, but. No, mm. that's a little close quarters. Yeah. And just you can't control everyone is what I'm trying to just tell myself, because otherwise you just drive yourself crazy. Very true. Very true. Yeah. When I went to Disneyland, it was kind of close quarters. And I was like, this is making me uncomfortable. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we went, we saw, like the week before we went, we saw the TikToks of like everything open and it just looked great. And like the lines were like 15, 20 minutes. And then we went and like, I guess the day before they had opened up like 15% more ticket sales. So everything was just kind of like yeah, it went not from, back to normal. It went from twenty five like, to thirty five. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty five percent. So I mean, ultimately it was fine. They were really strict on the masks. Like even my niece, who's eight, um, and she mm-hmm. has like just mm-hmm. a kid mask or whatever, and she would talk and it would fall under her nose. She got told several times by cast members, like very nicely, like, Oh, sweetie, pull up your mask, honey, pull up your mask. Like that's but good. Still, well, they really don't yeah. want like an outbreak traced back to them. So I don't no. know. Yeah. Yeah. We're going fun. and I've already prepared my son who is autistic. He, you know, he does really good with a mask actually. Once he was able to go to like his favorite places, Target. Hmm. And I was like, you're not going to Target unless you're wearing a mask and a shield. And he was like, fine. Mm-hmm. So now he, cause he knows that's the only place he, the only way he can go places right now is wearing, I put, I dropped the shield, but he still has to wear a mask. So he does yeah. all right. He's 13. He's a little older though. So he's like a full blown adult. I know they're not fun. The masks aren't fun, but I understand. No, they were freaking hotter than balls. Let me tell you. I understand the <laughs> the precautions, though. Yes, I didn't complain. Yeah. Not yeah. one time. And I think it's going to be, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be a fun summer. And then, like, by the time Halloween comes, I don't know. I feel like things are going back to normal, which is I think so. a lot to take in because mm-hmm. we've been hunkered down for so long. But I'm trying to just be okay with it <laughs> yeah i don't know what yeah. else to say about it i'm really curious i mean cu- i'm curious to see like a couple years from now looking back all the studies about the shutdowns and the masks and what worked and what didn't work and you know just to just to get yeah. like a scientific view we're still in it so it's hard to know 
Yeah, I want to read the uh, psychological magazine articles. (laughs) But I have been out to eat a couple times. Local, small businesses, outdoors, which is nice. It's weird, but it's nice. But I want to support local businesses. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. We try to eat from local restaurants as much as we can still. Mm. Even though everything's kind of back open, but still. Well, you have still. a baby too, so you don't. <laughs> no, we just order. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. We've learned home. that he hates the drive through. <laughs> oh, like the car needs strange. to be in motion. So, oh, like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. we know, so say we're going to go do a Target run, right? Like, sometimes we'll like be, like, before baby, when I was still pregnant, we would go. Because um, I was always hungry, so we would like go through a drive-through <laughs> first, and then we would like eat in the car, like leisurely talk, whatever, and then we would like go into Costco or go into Target or whatever we were doing, and then go home. Um, but then we t- we did that with baby. We like didn't even think about it, right? We were just like, okay, we're gonna go through the In-N-Out drive-through, then we'll go to Target, and then like we'll go home. It'll be great. It wasn't. <laughs> It was not great. <laughs> it was not great. <laughs> he was fine. And then we got there. And then we were like a couple cars in line. And he flipped out. And then we uh, were like, well, like maybe he'll calm down again. And then it was kind of just like off and on. And ugh, it's just. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when they're that little because no they don't know. And then like he can't see yeah. you. He can't smell you. It's just. Especially if he's used to being held, it's um, it's hard when they're that little. It takes it takes yeah. a while for them to. I know. Then he'll love the drive-through when he gets older. <laughs> I know. He'll be like, "Can we just go through the drive-through? It'll please? be great." Wait till he's like one or two. He'll love just going places. That's like my kid now because because we have been locked up for a year. He's like, "Where are you going? Can I go with you?" And I'm like, you don't want to go with me to the grocery store. <laughs> Never do. But he does. He's not scared. He's like, yeah, I do. I can pick out my own hot Cheetos. Oh, I want this bag of hot Cheetos. But I have to go you to know. the grocery well, store so bad. Speaking of shopping and supporting, <laughs> like that segue, we have a t shirt sale happening. Oh, I was wondering where at this moment. <laughs> trying to bring it back around. Bring it I back was around. like, that's not Oracle cards. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of shopping, you should buy these. <laughs> uh, yeah, buy um, our shirt. Please. We have a t-shirt sale. There's a link in our Instagram bio. We're at Sit for a Spell Pod. It's our logo on a plain black t-shirt, white logo. It's 20 bucks um, for sizes XS through uh, extra large, extra large, and then twenty-three dollars mm-hmm. for two X and three X, and that includes shipping. Shipping is free, basically. Yeah, that includes the shipping, so it's, twenty dollar um, flat rate all over the world. It goes on for another week and a half or so. We're just doing a little Something presale like to test the waters, but we would appreciate your support and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you repping our logo. Get the word out. Um, we have we have a lot of fun doing this, so we, we would do. really like to um, keep it going. We 
like at the moment don't make any money doing this and it's just the two of no, us we are super, not monetized at all super small uh, operation and we'd like to keep it going and like to do more things with and for you all so if you would if you could and you would kindly go to our Venmo, um, you can order it there. You just leave your name, your shirt size, uh, your payment, your shipping address. And um, yeah, we would love you forever if you did that. Yeah. And um, when you click the, like if you see that post in our Instagram stories and you click the link for it in our story, it'll take you to our link tree. And it's just the first one. It says like, first of all, Venmo. Like right on top, it won't take you immediately to Venmo, so just true. Click that. Click true. Click. Yes, maybe I'll change that little button to say like, say first of all, shirt sale or something. Oh you know. yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Figure mm-hmm. it out. Or if you don't have twenty dollars, you can Venmo us five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> just now, just, just asking for us, money. <laughs> just to give us five dollars. <laughs> just give us money. Uh, just. Uh, a dollar? No, no, I'm just, just kidding. kidding. But we do want to set up a Patreon because I know, you yeah, know, twenty dollars can be a lot. So we do want to set up like a tiered Patreon, one dollar a month, five dollars a month, whatever it is. We just have to come up with what what we would do for each of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to make it a little more casual, a little more like fun and interactive. Maybe we could do like zooms like interactive zooms we could do like movie watch alongs mm-hmm, we do unboxings mm-hmm. actually we got a couple of things from a couple of listeners that i do want to do unboxings for one i've had for like literally months and i just haven't done it because uh i don't have a reason why i just haven't done it um, which one it's um there they are some um crystal pot like Pouches. Oh yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. And I've purposely like not let myself look at them too much because I want to unbox them. I want you guys to see like my initial reaction to them. Hmm. Um but yeah, I really we really need to I really need to get that done because I have it in my possession. So maybe when you like over that. next week we can do it. <gasps> yeah, we're gonna start podcasting in person again, you guys. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, excited. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so T-shirt sale, our Venmo yeah. information is on there. You can order it through mm-hmm. there. Please, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. if you can, and if you would like to, order yours today. Yes, please. <laughs> They're uh, nice. Yeah, they are nice. I'm excited about them. I mean, I'm I'm an order one for sure. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. We just don't put in. We're like, did we order one? Sure didn't. Oops. No. We're going to. That's totally but, something I would do. Yeah, definitely. Yes. All right. Well, speaking about things in the future, <gasps> let's talk about Oracle cards. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there Good we go. Segue. Perfect. Not See, awkward at all. Not rusty at all. Nope. Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> we are good and at this. Great. Y'all know how we really enjoy tarot. Uh, we have a tarot 101 episode um, that went up. Mm-hmm. It was like our one of our first five first, episodes. I think we've yeah. even re-released it 
maybe question mark Probably. I don't remember um, we've done an interview with Trina Cat Tarot she's a professional tarot card reader hit her up on Instagram um, mm-hmm. we've interviewed the creators of the Ethereal Visions Publishing which has done the Ethereal Visions Tarot and Oracle decks um, which beautiful, is Matt decks. beautiful Matt and Hope Hughes uh, so I mean the next step are oracle cards because they're very different which at first like i i know that now obviously but like before (laughs) um before for some reason i only thought oracle cards were like a christian thing which i know is really weird but i've Uh, only ever i had only ever seen angel ones and so i was like this is for the christians um but (laughs) it's not it's for everybody. <laughs> yeah, and I don't really know a lot about them either, so I'm excited to to hear what you know. Yeah, got. and they're super simple, basically, um, but they are very different. And, I mean, at the root of it, tarot is a more convoluted way, I guess, mm. or heavier or weighted or what have you way to ask very specific direct questions that you are looking for kind of an answer, right? Like, okay, what is my month going to hold? Should I do this? Like, what advice mm-hmm. do you have for me? What not, right? Oracle cards are more um, intuition, kind of okay. like a base level... How should I go about things? How's my day going to go? Kind of things okay, like that. Okay. Yeah. Like a general feeling. A little bit okay. more vague. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, my sources here are learnreligions.com because, of course, uh, kellymaze.com, <laughs> what the heck are oracle cards, and huh. robertmplacetarot.com, a history of oracle cards. And that robertmplacetarot.com, he has a hell of a lot of information on a lot of occult things. <laughs> and he, um, him and his partner created a tarot deck, uh, so... Go check that out. It's pretty sweet. A lot of information. But starting with Oracle, you all have heard the word Oracle, especially if you're a fan of ours, Um, especially kind of going in the root of the word and kind of like deep, deep history. Uh, Greek and Roman oracles were those kind of like virgin sometimes or just women, sometimes men, who had a divine source, right? They could tap into the divine or the divine used them as their voice, kind of like um, in Catholicism, Christianity, Megatron is the voice of God, right? Oracles are the voice of the deities or the Greek and Roman gods. So one of the most uh, famous examples... I think I did say Megatron. <laughs> I was like, isn't that a Transformer? <laughs> oh. Megatron the is the voice of the Decepticons. <laughs> isn't it Metatron? 
<laughs> and he said onto them, I'm leaving this Autobots here. roll out. <laughs> I love it. I'm leaving that in there. Okay. Let's keep going. Let's just keep let's roll. This is what we're dealing with, with, you guys. It. Yeah. We're, this we're, is, we're, uh, what is it? I Shaking have the it written off. down. <laughs> I have it. Anyways. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Uh, so the one of the most famous examples is the Oracle of Delphi, who was, um, who spoke for Apollo. Okay. So now mm. you take that concept, right? And you mix it with um, cardamancy, which is using cards for divination tools, tarot, and oracle mm-hmm. cards. Mm-hmm. It's kind of where you get it. Yeah. So the word oracle itself um, is a Middle English word. It's influenced by Latin and Old French, and it means to speak. And because that's generally what oracles did. um, It also Mm -hmm. kind of like gave root to the word oration, which again means to speak and order, whatever, public speaker. So I'm going to talk about um, kind of like the two base decks um, of Oracle decks, kind of like the two oldest official kind of Oracle decks, you can say. There were things that okay. kind of like they sprung from, um, but these were kind of, cons- these are considered to be the two first Oracle decks. Okay. Okay. So the first one is the Lenormand deck. Um, and this was named after famed Madame Marie Anne Adelaide. Ah, yes. Madame Marie Anne Adelaide <laughs> Le Normand. She was French, I think. Um, and like she it. was the fortune teller for Empress Josephine mm-hmm. Bonaparte, who is the wife of Napoleon Bonaparte, who said that she oh. uh, foresaw the rise and fall of Napoleon. So that's interesting. Uh, and Very this cool. deck... Um, was developed in the mid to late 1800s sometime because Madame Lenormand practiced in the 1800s. So this deck is very minimalistic. Uh, The cards have very simple depictions on them, like a ring, a scythe, a book, and um, they had very definite meanings at this time. So it wasn't like... Maybe this could possibly be your answer. It was like if you got this card, it meant that thing, right? Which is kind okay. of more akin to tarot a little bit. Um, yeah. When we're comparing yeah. how we use them now, right? So, um, for example, a ring meant commitment, the scythe meant danger, a book meant secrets, which I don't get that one, but I like it. Um, very useful. For divination, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. this woman was super cool. And I kind of want to do just like mm-hmm. an episode on her because her yeah. fame kind of developed. She authored 14 books, um, some of which she described wow. her career, um, and some of which she was teaching occult things. She had extremely famous clients, including Marat 
um, Rospierre, which is interesting, uh, the Tsar Alexander, <laughs> and of course, most famously, um, the Empress Josephine. Um, what's funny about Madame Le Normand is that eventually a lot of her kind of like oracles or um, prophecies were found to be false or just totally mm-hmm. lies. Um, <laughs> but like, oh. she did predict or like vocally predict the rise and fall of napoleon which i guess anybody could have because like that kind of person is going to rise and fall but things some stuff's gonna be right right yeah but because of her status because of who she worked with because of her books she was just like going for it you know like joel olstein of the 1800s Mm. she was like (laughs) in it she was like yeah. doing it. Um, so in 1845, two years after she had passed away, her name um, was attached to a set of divination cards. Uh, the Grand Jeu du Mille Lormand, published in France. Uh, it was a very colorful deck. One of the first examples um, of this kind of like uh, card printing in France, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Uh, it consisted of 52 yeah. cards related to an ordinary playing deck. So it had your ordinary playing deck like suits on it, but it also had the images on it. Um, and then it had, oh, okay. so it had the regular cards, but then it had two additional cards. So it was the larger than a regular playing deck. And those two additional cards represented the male and the female figure. So 54 in total. Um, each card was kind of cool because it had like a central scene surrounded by symbols. We'll put pictures up on our Instagram. Um, a miniature playing card, a bold letter, a constellation, and a flower. So basically you have a playing card size card. And then in one corner of the card was an image of a playing card. Then in the other corner was another image so on, so on. So in each corner there was an image, and then in the center oh, was an okay. image. So had a I had see. a lot going on, right? So took a yeah. lot to print each one of these cards. Um, but it was really cool because the cards kind of had multiple um, things that you could do with them. You could play this specific game with them. Um, you could use them for palmistry, astrology, numerology, um, card. Uh, cardomancy, uh, kind of all kinds of things, right? It just depended on what you preferred, yeah. and you can you could play poker with them, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that card deck for a really long time was considered the first oracle deck. So this was 1800s. Again, this first printed deck was in 1845. However. Um, after more research was done, they discovered they quotation marks uh, <laughs> they cardomancy yeah. historians um, discovered that in fact <laughs> S. Hooper's conversational cards are considered an oracle mm-hmm. deck, and these were published in England in 1775. Um, so, and his name is. Much easier to say. <laughs> Much easier to say. English gentleman rather than French <laughs> woman. We're Americans, um, guys. We don't know but how to super speak cool. French. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We barely My know how to speak English. pronunciation. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. it is what it is. Blame it on the I American school you system. You did much better than I ever could have. So <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. You can find some of the original cards from the time period in two collections. Um, the Waddington Collection and the British Museum Collection. So both the museums. Um, and you can go oh, find them okay. if you live in England, um, which we do not. But we'll go one day. We know some of you do. Yeah. Um, so back in the day, sometimes these weren't uh, considered or sometimes they weren't called the Hooper cards. They would either be called the tragedy and comedy cards um, because tragedy and comedy is written at the bottom. And that was some of the only words that was on them. Mm -hmm. um, but people eventually realized that it's the same deck. It's not two different decks. Um, yeah. This deck has 56 uncolored engravings so you know how they would carve out either wow. clay or a block of wood or something and then print right yeah. kind of like a stamp right and they were yeah, morally yeah. descriptive pictures but no text other than the title so you have these essentially black and white okay. pictures um with very little information given which is kind of exactly okay. what we're okay. given with Oracle cards, modern day tarot, what have yeah. you, right? Yeah. So the reason that they were called conversational cards is that they were um, essentially a playing game at first, just like tarot was. And mm -hmm. um, what you would do is that the first card picked became the beginning of a story. And then each player then picked another card and used it as inspiration to continue the story. Um, this is, I guess, something okay. invented by surrealist artists called The Exquisite Corpse. That was like the first story that they kind of like played through. Right. Uh -huh. And the Hooper cards uh -huh. are the oldest deck um, that has a male and female uh, specific cards as the central figures in the story, which oh, okay. I guess was kind of different. Yeah. So um, even though it's kind of a similar name in Tarot and Oracle, but you would have the Emperor, the Empress, or um, the Sun, mm -hmm. the Moon, um, those male figure mm -hmm. kind of like uh, base cards. This is kind of the first deck that did that. So even though the um, Lord Normand deck also had those, we Looking have to assume pictures. that this deck inspired that deck, right? Because this deck was like 60 years I ahead see. of that one. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Um, These are very... I'm looking at pictures right now. Yeah, I have They're very too. detailed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're really pretty. They're very pretty. And again, we'll put pictures on the Instagram. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So... Yeah. Even though this card deck was used as a game, it was also used as a divination tool. And then okay. eventually the game fell away and the divination tool grew. Same with mm -hmm. tarot, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So those are kind of like your first two decks. Those are your base. Uh, my brain doesn't want to be a thesaurus right now. What am I trying <laughs> to say? <laughs> What are you trying to say? These are like your the models, the exemplars, the these are what everything else was developed after. It's built off of you fill in your vocabulary. 
because I cannot at the moment. Yeah. (laughs) So, what is tarot versus oracle? Real quick, okay? Okay. Tarot decks, if you've listened to our other episodes or if you are someone who dabbles in the world of tarot, you know that there are 78 cards in each tarot deck and they are very specific. So even though you may have a cat theme, a moon theme, tree theme or your rider white golden girl theme, theme golden girls they mean the same things yes they mean the same there is yes. an imprints card in every deck there's a sun card in every deck there's a moon card in every deck there's a yes. wheel of fortune in every deck they may just look different the meaning is going to be the same you open up your little I guide hmm? this is a this is a a rant that has that has nothing to do with this, really. But it does. It's okay. I on Etsy <laughs> last summer, I pre-ordered the Simpson Simpsons themed tarot cards, and they were like, "Buy them now! Like, help us raise funds!" And blah blah. Oh blah. yeah, you told me. So about I that. did, and then I just remembered them like two weeks ago. So I went to check, and the shop is closed down. <gasps> and I went oh, no. to go like. Um, dispute the charge with Etsy and they were like oh no you can't it's been more than 100 days so like basically like that's it like I'm shit mm. out of luck like my yeah. $30 is gone I oh like, no I was really looking forward to those I wonder if something happened so during sad. like the pandemic remember when we were talking <laughs> to Matt and Hope Hughes of Ethereal Visions Publishing we talked to them during the pandemic and they were mm. really struggling with overseas shipments and stuff. So I wonder if they just got caught up in some of the issues and yeah. then were just like, screw it and shut down. Or they were scammers who know that Simpsons fans will come out. It's mm. a very specific crossover of Simpsons and tarot card fans. <laughs> it is. So it I, is. I may have gotten scammed, but I mean, whatever. It's gone now. <laughs> I just want Simpsons. I just want Simpsons tarot cards. It's not that's too much to ask. It's not okay. I'm sorry, especially since they things. seem to have been predicting everything. In anyways, it would actually be quite fitting. Yeah, quite yeah. fitting. Okay. Um, but yeah. So even if you have Simpsons tarot cards, which unfortunately you do not. They will mean the same thing (laughs) as the cats, as the ravens, as everything else, right? They will have Mm -hmm. your major and minor arcana, um, your court cards, and like they might slightly vary in the wording they use, but they Mm -hmm. mean the same thing. Mm -hmm. Every, Every book you open to the Empress card is going to be the same, essentially, when you break it down. Right? Yeah. Same, like, basic. Now, yes. Where um, these come from, and I go into a deep dive in the episode Tarot 101, um, there's kind of two, I guess, way back when, the Visconti uh, Sorzo tarot deck, which was originally painted in the mid-15th century for the rulers of the Duchy Mulan not Mulan, Midlan, apologize. Um, these were <laughs> hand-painted works of art that were used again for gameplay 
and only for extremely wealthy families because again hand-painted works of art one of a kind Mm -hmm. um that eventually evolved into a divination tool now uh skip forward 500 years and you have the writer white tarot deck published in 1909 which is what people consider to be the first official mass-produced tarot deck right Mm -hmm. Uh, we've talked about it before victorian period really big with the supernatural um getting into using divination of various forms and then it just kind of grew from there um so that's where that history lies if you haven't you should go back and listen to that episode i'll link it in the show notes Oracle decks are much freer, much more fluid. You can literally do whatever you want, say whatever you want, have whatever cards you want, have whatever pictures you want. One deck might have very similar themes to tarot. The other deck might just be, I don't know, there's a very popular one, which is moons, moonology, right? Now, these ones... Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that one can have very different meanings and can have not the same cards at all. Now, how it turns out is that we don't like to recreate the wheel as humans. Um, So we like to see what other people are doing and then just make it our own. Uh, So a lot of tarot and a lot of, not tarot, I'm sorry, a lot of oracle cards are very similar and they do have very similar themes or tropes. Um, however, the meanings behind them can actually be very different and that is okay. So, um, the goal of each type of divination is different. So both want to give you advice, but Oracle decks, I guess, go a step further and they actually aim to develop intuition and thinking skills in the readers Mm. when the tarot will just kind of give you an answer. So... You're asking tarot, suchy, suchy, such, question mark. Here's your answer. The oracle card is, well, I'm going to give you this information. Why don't you think about it? Kind of a thing, right? Okay. Like, (laughs) yeah. yeah. (laughs) They're that like person that knows the answer, but they don't want to give you the answer. They want you to work for it. Kind of a thing. Yeah. That reminds me of like speaking of like our past interview we interviewed um a freemason and he talked about his mentor being that kind of person where he would Mm -hmm, ask mm -hmm, him a question mm -hmm. and he'd be and he would give him like a very vague direction to go in or if he thought he was going in the wrong direction he would maybe say like oh maybe maybe rethink this and that and he really taught him the same sort of thing like when yeah. it, instead of being like here's five plus five is ten it's like well, what do you think five plus five is you know just like teaching you the skills to come about it yourself yeah like exactly that. yeah yeah and um oracle cards they really do focus on inspiring the readers um they prompt self-analysis rather than kind of like when tarot is just going to give you that straightforward answer. Not that always tarot does that because mm-hmm. sometimes tarot can be, you know, misleading or whatnot. Right. So that's a very um, kind of like a basic comparison between the two. Uh, they are very different in how you um, 
interpret them. Uh, again, the visuals can be completely mm. different. There's no set amount of cards. A tarot deck is always going to have 78 cards, always going to have the minor and major arcana, and they're always going to have these like similar mm-hmm. themes, tropes, meanings, right? Oracle cards, again, they can be 12 cards. They can be 112 cards. They can have be all about whales, or wow. they could be very similar to the tropes <laughs> of tarot. <laughs> I just have whales on the whale mind. cards actually I would, um, be those. I would be they would be nice they would be nice i just watched the meg yeah. i shouldn't have i don't know why he did i Which, actually unironically know. really enjoy that movie <laughs> it's just fun but it was like that part with the whales and it was really sad but anyways, oh yeah, yeah um so i have whales on the mind but um <laughs> reading them is a little bit different a little bit but like kind of similar kind of uh okay. so yeah basically oracle decks you're um working a lot with your intuition you're working a lot with um like your sense of knowing right like things like that Got it. um some people like myself are just going to shuffle and stop when it feels right, finger quotes, and pull a card off the mm-hmm. top, in the middle, out of the back, wherever you usually pull your card from. Usually it's a habit that you form. Yeah. Um, and you're going to read that single card. Some people do this like every day. How's my day going to go? What do I need to know to start this day? You can ask a specific question. Um what have you some people find that it's easier or more effective to meditate with the cards first because it's a very intuitive practice and you want to clear your mind um i guess the idea with meditating is that um there's a need for the situation that will always get picked because the reader is a guide for them energetically so if you're I took yeah, that right okay. from um that article but if you're meditating with your cards you're connecting with your cards your intuition between yourself and your cards is going to be stronger i would assume that it's the same with yeah, tarot and i'm sure that. there's a lot of people who meditate before they practice tarot as well yeah Now, um, some of the books that come with the cards have suggested spreads, just like tarot. Um, However, uh, when using oracle cards, they are going to be much smaller spreads. Or you're going to use your oracle cards to enhance your tarot reading spreads. So you might add an oracle card Mm. or two into whatever more yeah. complex tarot spread you're doing to get more of a intuitive vibe yeah. um see if you're on the right path etc mm-hmm. um Definitely if you do use a, a spread yes it's getting very popular if you do follow guidebook spreads with oracle it's generally going to be smaller spreads a little bit smaller mm-hmm. uh, let's see um now the basic three card spread also works here the past present future you know um it could be literal it could be vague kind of whatever you are asking right 
just depends. Um, but again, mm-hmm. most Oracle card readers, according to this article, are just going to do the stop when it feels right, pull one kind of a situation. Got it. So very yeah. easy, very easy, very simple, not complicated. Your guidebook that comes with your cards is going to tell you exactly mm-hmm. what to do. Or, as we always um, say, you do whatever you want. Now, yeah, <laughs> sure. with like I said, with oracle cards, they are so specific and have so many different meanings that it might take you a little bit longer to pick the one that you like, and you might want to do more research before you go buy one. Um, because perhaps you mm. see a cat oracle deck and you see the moonology oracle deck or you see the ethereal visions oracle deck, which I have and it's gorgeous and beautiful and you should buy it. Um, mm-hmm. Not sponsored. <laughs> but each one is going to have different cards, different tropes, and different meanings for those cards. So again, I know I've said it, but it's not going to be like tarot where you're just going to pick up any deck you want and they're going to generally be the same. You're going to want to do research into which deck maybe is for you. Because an uh, angel yeah. card deck well, that's good might know. have Christian undertones. There might even be Proverbs. There might even be um, uh, Bible quotes in there, yes, you I know. Um, but they're still Oracle cards. Um, fun fact really quick right here. Oracle cards are one of the only divination practices that are seen as acceptable within religion, uh, within like kind of Christian wow. and Catholic religions. Um uh-huh. Again, only only the ones that like have the angels on them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it kind of not Megatron, Metatron, (laughs) but it kind of (laughs) comes down from that base. Transformer uh, Oracle cards, (laughs) probably. Probably, if not, make your own. That's what I'm talking about next. But um, (laughs) it, it stems from that, you know. So. The voice of God coming down, telling you essentially what to do. So these oracle cards or the angel cards or whatever, as they're sometimes referred to, um, you're not thinking that your deity, your goddess, your energy, your spirit is reading you your cards or guiding you, your guides, whatever. You're thinking your angels are guiding you Uh, through your cards. Okay. I see. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting there. I often think about um, like how how do we how do uh, I don't know if it's just like maybe you and I or if it's if most people feel this way. I feel like Christianity is like <laughs> stay with me here is a lot like the Kardashians. Like I know so much about it, and I don't yes. know why I know so much about it. Like it's just everywhere all the time. Like Metatron, I just knew that. Because I don't know why. Just you like know I know why I knew it. That Courtney Kardashian is dating the drummer from Blink One Eighty Two, Travis Barker. Why do I know mm-hmm. these things? Baker Barker. Yeah. I don't know that Barker, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think just because Christianity plays such a heavy, heavy hand in modern society. 
So it's just always there. Yeah. You know, you're either arguing about yeah. it or talking about and it. And I have nothing or against family member is all about the it. The Kardashians, uh, they do what they do when they do it well. I'm just saying they're just they like make such that a big money. part of like our yeah, yeah such no, a big part yeah, of our uh, lexicon or zeitgeist or whatever. It's I'm like, how do I? How does everybody mm-hmm. know everything about these people <laughs> all the time? It's it's kind of it, genius the way they do it. Well, that has never changed. So bear with me here. Going back through time, right? Let's make a comparison (laughs) to Bridgerton here. Okay. So remember Mm, there was, I think it was, I don't even remember if it was the last episode we recorded or if it was the episode we recorded before we, my maternity leave, but you were like, oh, she probably wouldn't have even talked to the queen in the first place. Right. But she would have because there is like that Mm. inner circle of ladies in waiting. There are the dukes, the duchesses, princes, lords, ladies, what have you. Right. Now, all Mm. those people only interacted with those people, that group. And but everyone else, like all the peasants, um, I guess, finger quotes, middle class, regular humans, the farmers, the merchants, the what have you, would know everything Mm -hmm. about them. They would know how much money they made. They would know where their summer houses Mm -hmm. were. They would know what balls they went to. And that is the same through the Middle Ages, through into Italian aristocracy. We've always had, yes, the fascination with the wealthy class. Um, And Mm -hmm. now... In that modern society, better, actually, <laughs> it's the celebrities, you know, it's yeah. the okay. it's the British crown that now everyone knows way too much about. Yeah. And it's yeah, the show is freaking fantastic. Um, and oh, it's okay. the Kardashians. It's I mean, Chrissy Teigen. It's everybody. Everybody. We know it's everything about these people the that we've never met. And. That kind of works the same. Going back, full circle here, hang hang tight, but going back with Christianity, right? Like it it is the guiding force for so many people. And this book, the Bible, is the guiding force. And it's what everyone else who follows the Bible wants everyone to follow that it's just everyone knows, you know? Mm. Everyone knows. Just like in other countries, people are going to know everything about Islam, or people are going to know everything about Judaism or every, they're going to know everything about Taoism okay. or Buddhism. Um, but here in America, and I know a lot in kind of like Western Europe, it's Christianity. Everyone yeah. knows everything. Makes sense. Kind of. We know, we know Thanks, enough Jess. to get by. <laughs> You're such Sorry. A Rant. <laughs> I miss no, teaching don't apologize. I appreciate, I appreciate the context. <laughs> I miss teaching history. I don't miss the teenagers, but I miss teaching history because I've <laughs> definitely gone into that. If you don't lose it or if you don't use it, you lose it. Cause like I used to know so much about American mm. history. That's what I got my degree in United States history. Mm. I used to know like all the things you asked me a question about constitution. I don't know. I don't remember. I should <laughs> read into it again. I'm but. sure if you, uh, I'm sure if you like got back into it, it would come back. Oh yeah, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
Oracle cards, man. Accepted by <laughs> the Christians. Some Christians. I don't know. Yeah. We're making assumptions here. Why not? Speaking of making things, you can make your own Oracle cards. Oh. Because they're yours to make. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a better one than the first one. It was. We're getting better. But, We're getting better. Um, you can make your own personal oracle cards with your own personal meetings and your own personal pictures because, again, oracle cards are all about intuition, your own personal path, meditation, and practice, and connecting with whoever your oracle is, your spirit guides, your angels, yeah. your ancestors, what have you. Uh, with these, you can, again, choose whatever images you like and create your own meanings uh, because that is what Oracle cards are. They're, your, they're the meanings that the creator gave and everyone is different. Now, this can take a lot of time, dedication, and soul searching, according to the article that I got this from, because you have to really pick and choose what is important to you and what you want to put in there. Um, you might want to make yeah. it kind of fun, put some kind of like quirky things in there to make your days like a little bit easier. You might want to go a little bit darker or include all of the above in there just to shake it up a little bit, but it's totally up to you. And on a spiritual level, whatever that means for you, um, what's important. And you could go as simple as that's really cool. Just it's a little more printing things out free than trying to make your own uh tarot deck mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah tarot decks you're going to want to do your own your research and kind of combined ideas and theories and ideology <laughs> but with oracle cards you are literally free reign to do whatever you want to say whatever like you that. want to include whatever you want uh so it's nice it's nice you got it's nothing nice. to do make an oracle card deck Makes you can cards. do whatever medium you want. Maybe you paint and you want to paint them. You can just print pictures out off the internet and glue them on some cardstock. I don't care. You can make do what you Kardashian want. oracle cards if you want. You could. You can make Bridgerton ones <laughs> with reggae on them. Yeah, Transformers, mm. Simpsons. <laughs> uh, All of the above. You, Pop you can culture. sell them to me. Apparently, I'll buy anything Simpsons, <laughs> <laughs> even if it doesn't exist. <laughs> That's funny, but not funny. I'm sorry for that unfortunate thing. It's <sighs> fine. It's only money. I guess. True. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's Oracle cards. That's it. They're simple. That's really cool. I see them. They're simple, all the but time. they're not simple. I, there, there are a few people that, like, um, on our podcast page, I follow. Um, obviously, a lot of like tarot readers, but also some people who strictly use oracle cards, and mm -hmm. it is very interesting to see the difference because tarot readers, for the most part, that I see, will do like spreads, like you said. Most of the oracle card readers mm -hmm. that I see. Are like you said, they just pick one up and they're like, oh, like this is what it is. This is what we do. Like this is what yeah. I'm telling you. And they'll it's just like go themes. through. It's very they're gonna, it's, interesting. The Oracle cards are going to tell you like a, a theme of like 
what's yeah. going to happen or something. I don't know if seem is the right word, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. a general idea of how like general things are going idea. to go. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. The deck yeah. that you have a copy as well. Um, the Ethereal Visions. I'm not saying it right. Ethereal Visions deck <laughs> is gorgeous. Every and <laughs> it has a mixture of animals as well as, um, let's say, humans. And it's really cool and nice. And I love <laughs> like how, I say, like, diverse it is. Let's say humans with, like, like they're not human. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're technically not. I think, like, I think some are humans and some are, like, gods or spirit guides or, or like, what have you. All right. Um, I see what you mean. The meanings as well as the images are diverse and gorgeous and mm -hmm. beautiful. I do want the moonology. It's a beautiful deck. If you watch the make circle, there was a the moonology deck that was used in the circle. <laughs> there was a what? Wait, say again. You know the the show the circle on Netflix. Yes. No. You guys talk yes. about okay. it in the group chat. <laughs> we do and in season two of the circle it's the circle if you haven't watched it it's a mix between like the real world and big brother and basically it's based off of kind of like this made-up social media thing and they have to choose the most popular people every week and those who aren't popular um, are in mm -hmm. danger of getting kicked out they never see each other so it's kind of a mix of love is blind also one of the <laughs> gentlemen <laughs> on the show um said his one of his characteristics was that he was a psychic and so he used the moonology oracle deck to answer some of the oh, other contestants okay. questions and it was um, it was funny. That's a good way to do it. I'd keep a psychic around for sure. They did. Quasi spoilers, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's been out for a while. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting. But Oracle cards, Fun. I would kind of say that Oracle cards are really good stepping stone into tarot. Because you're practicing your um, meditation, you're strengthening your intuition, you're tapping into your spirit guides, your ancestor, your angels, what like whatever is your um, background to tap into those energies. And you are using, I would call it a more simplified way to do that when tarot you really need yeah. a lot more focus. You have to memorize a lot more. You have to kind of like critically think a little yes. bit more. Um, so I think it's a really good stepping stone into tarot. And other people might think the other way. They might think that oracle cards are more intense. Um, but again, it's really just mm. personal preference and what have you. So you can pick look some into up, both. Practice and them. If you buy yourself a, a deck of one or both and then see which one calls to you see which one works more intuitively with you i personally mm -hmm. am more called to tarot um but i mean i definitely will be giving oracle cards a, another try because it's very interesting i'd like to see what my 
intuition tells me. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, my husband has, uh, since I got that tarot deck, my or uh, since I got the Oracle deck, my husband has had a preference to the Oracle deck and he'll pick that one up over the tarot now. Um, but I think it's just because he likes the animals. He likes the animals. That too. That works. <laughs> Whatever works. You know? Whatever calls to you. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Well, that that's was all fun. I got. That was interesting. It was. I liked yeah. you doing the research. And these, these articles were very helpful. And... Um, that gentleman, let me give you his name again, um, Robert, <laughs> I think it's Robert Place is his full name. Um, hold on, let me actually say that. Let me get it correct. Oh, yeah, that's his name. You know what I really want is some uh, Star especially- Wars Oracle deck because... Oh, that would be nice. There's a lot of very, uh, very visual... I think like nice visuals, especially like I know people shit on the prequels a lot, but especially in the prequels, especially like I'm very into like Amidala these days. I'm reading a couple of books. Oh yeah, about mm-hmm. her story, and um, yeah, I could definitely see she has a lot of like really nice headdresses and shirt and um not shirts, fucking what are they called? Dresses, <laughs> you know those things. Gowns. <laughs> But yeah, yeah no, that would be gorgeous. It would be gore if someone did it in like an Art Deco style. Mm. Oh, but sorry. yeah, that Robert, um, the Robert M. Place uh, gentleman, Robert M. Place Tarot.com. Fascinating information. Lots of um, history for Oracle and Tarot. Uh, really cool. Check that out. But yeah, we need to wrap it up. Okay. I can hear my baby crying in the living room. It's making my boobs hurt. So time to go. Gotta go. Time to go. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. But thank you for listening. Please go buy our shirts. Um, support us. Uh, yes, swipe up on the, the Instagram stories to go Venmo. to the Venmo or go to Venmo and it's at sit for a spell pod. Um, or just hit up our DM and we'll we let you know how to do that. $20 includes shipping. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The -hmm. service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. That is awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for Sit for a Spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell thank you for listening to this episode of sit for a spell please rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at sit for a spell pod if you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices please email us at sit for a spell pod at gmail.com until next time Blessed be.